Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Passers wide open. Gets the puck. Tours! That's the only reason I do these podcasts is so I can hear all those amazing things about myself. So thanks for having me, and uh, now I'm signing off. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Welcome. We're not going to do. We're not going to do a countdown. We're just going to get right into this. I think. Are you recording? I'm recording. Okay. Good job. Yeah. The last three times I keep forgetting to do that. So, so this is this is real. Um, first and foremost, welcome everybody to the PP One podcast. It's probably the most popular podcast based on the Canucks power play. I think it's the only one based on the Canucks power play, um, which is, you're probably wondering, why do we have these, these guests here that probably have nothing to do with the Canucks? We're going to get to that in a second. We are proudly presented on the Dean Blundell Network. We are partnered with Summer Skates. Brady, are you good at being my Vanna White? Can you do that in the corner somehow? Oh, wrong way. Wrong way. Oh, there we go. Oh, I we're need g- practice here. There we're we working go. on it. Excellent. Yeah. So you got a down pack. And we've got two very, very special guests. I'm super, super excited to have a chat with them. David and Sarah Ayers. Um, You guys might know them from from hockey, from the sport of hockey. Um, They, uh, Jersey salesman? No. What what, what are you, where are you going with this? I don't know. I have no idea. So... Basically, about a year and a, about a year ago or so, um, Dave was called into a hockey game that everyone ended up seeing and became international news, I guess. And Sarah was in the stands, absolutely losing it on Twitter, and this whole story just blew up for the Carolina Hurricanes and the Ayers family. And I mean, it's been a story. Sarah, we had you on last year to kind of chat on your kind of your perspective of this this whole, you know, crazy, crazy situation that's gone on. And you guys just got back from, well, I've been chatting with you. It looks like you just moved into a house to to add uh, (laughs) add a little bit more crazy into this whole situation. But you guys were down in Raleigh and looks like down in Tampa as well for the last couple of weeks, enjoying what looks to be the greatest of times. Um, hanging out, and I, I would assume like a good luck charm for the Carolina Hurricanes. First and foremost, welcome, guys. Um, 
what thank you maybe uh get into a little bit what's been going on lately yeah well either or (laughs) she wanted to go on a little uh little trip she was tired of the whole covid thing i'm sure everybody is so selfish yeah uh yeah <laughs> so uh we had the opportunity the canes asked us to go down there and and kind of ring the siren for game one round two yeah. um and i can tell you i won't be allowed back on that siren ever again because i'm and two on that siren right now oh. we've lost both actually they've lost every single mm. game that i've been there um for a home game in raleigh so i'll be surprised if they even let me come back at this point but uh it was fun mm-hmm. nonetheless going down there and, and uh being in those crowds again and Seeing all the people that are down there and being able to kind of follow the team down to Tampa as well, which Sarah now wants to buy a house in Tampa. I think a lot of people probably do. Why didn't they get Sarah to ring the bell instead? Like, if you were, if you had a bad record, did they not maybe ask, like, hey, we know, like, you did some stuff for us. We appreciate that. But um, could, could we get Sarah to do it? <laughs> I think it probably would have been a better choice, to be honest with you. Maybe next time. <laughs> There's always next time. So, I mean, you're 0-2, but you do have that one win, that pretty important win. Um, what what was it like to to be around groups and crowds of people again? I mean, still, most of us haven't experienced that, and I don't know how long now. I mean, was it different? Was it weird? Like, were you guys just enjoying it and soaking it up? Um, at first, it was, you were kind of anxiety-ridden a little bit, just because you haven't been in close contact. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm... <laughs> I don't smell. But it's, uh, you get used to it. I think it was a good solid day or two. And in the airports, you've got to wear your mask. On the planes, you've got to wear your mask anyways. But we drove to Buffalo. And I think Buffalo at the time was still not sure what the mask mandate was kind of thing. So you didn't know when you needed one and when you didn't need one. Um, and then Raleigh is pretty much certain stores said you have to have a mask on. If you're fully vaccinated, you're good, which we're both fully vaccinated now. Um, Florida was amazing. Like it just, it, it actually felt really, really good to be around that many people. Like it, it, it a solid week. Once all of this stuff goes away, the mask mandate's gone away and we're all open up. I, I would say a solid week and, and people will be back to normal. Yeah. Everyone's going to be afraid right away that's like us we went down there and you kind of hold your mask up to your face do i need this do i not and yeah. eventually you spend more time in your pocket than i do on your yeah. face but yeah um still just, washing hands like crazy and that and sanitizer oh, like yeah. crazy i haven't washed my hands yeah, in weeks so we both, <laughs> but we both had the, the negative covid test after all that craziness we still uh, went ahead and got our test done and there was a negative covid test coming across the border so mm-hmm. it goes to show i guess the vaccine works especially when you're around you know probably five games we were there five games on average about 20,000 people a game. So oh man, that's so cool. Quite a few people. Mm-hmm. So you said that you, you're going into businesses sometimes and then they'll ask, they'll say, oh, if you're fully vaccinated, like you're good to go. Like, do you just, it's like honor system. You're like, yeah, I'm good. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. Oh, okay. they're, they're I mean, that seems a little bit sketchy. Cards but I don't know. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really regulate that. Maybe get a tattoo on your neck. Like that, or like that. A barcode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually pretty smart. I think the last time we had you on the show, um, I think there was some, maybe some talk about uh, a Disney movie or potentially maybe uh, in the works. I mean, yeah. can you can you talk a little bit more about that? What's what's that like? I mean, I love sports movies. What's it like to think that maybe you know there could be one about you coming out? Uh, yeah, there's going to be one for sure. They Disney picked the writer. I actually spoke to two writers, and the guy that I spent the most time talking to 
didn't get the gig. It was the other guy who got the gig. So really, I spent a lot more time talking to him. But he uh, he's done some pretty decent movies and stuff like that. So looking forward to getting uh, getting rolling with that. We don't know anything else beyond the writing process. And to be honest, it's uh, kind of in the dark a little bit about it right now. But they say once it picks up, it starts to go real fast. So uh, once we get going, it'll be it'll be moving. Excellent, excellent. Have you guys been watching the uh, you know the new Mighty Ducks series on uh, Disney Plus at all? <laughs> no, maybe the kids. Have, the kids probably I, have. I, I think they've they watched everything on it. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think in the movie there needs to be a car chasing or maybe just like Sarah, like her tweeting, like I've been waiting in the truck for half an hour. Dave's inside. <laughs> we need like some of the real life stuff so we can all be like, I know that moment. I know that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's payback pretty soon though. I know she just takes random videos of me in sports stores or when I'm taking too much time, but I've got a lot. Fill us in. Fill, like, what's, <laughs> what's, what's something maybe... Everywhere she goes, she takes forever. This but. is a lie. Maybe because I've seen I've seen videos. I'd like to, to, to hear a little bit more about this, I think. Yeah, maybe she's not the angel we think she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. No, no, like, it's persona, all a lie. No, no. Persona I have on Twitter. It's my persona on you that I have on Twitter. I have proof, like valid proof. Where, where's his proof? He doesn't. So (laughs) I remember last time we were talking to you, Sarah, you you had sort of gone through like the breakdown of what happened during that day before, you know, before inevitable happened and you were wearing, you know, NHL colors. And I remember like, do I remember correctly? There was some story about you guys went and got like hoagies at like a sub shop or something like that, like post-workout. And then you went directly from there and ended up going right into a game after filling your gut with like a huge sandwich. Is that what actually happened? And if that's the case, is that going to be in the movie? I wish we uh, we had an hour's break between uh, the sandwich and the uh, him getting called in, but yeah. it was right when we got to the rink. They have this awesome little <laughs> food kiosk, and it was we both got two massive Reuben sandwiches. The Rubens. lady knows us well, so all we have to do is just give her a nod when we're standing in the the line up there, and she gets our sandwiches ready for yeah, us. Yeah, so. after three years, she was ready. She knew what yeah. we wanted at that point. Oh so. yeah. I, uh, I crushed from not thinking I was gonna have to play, and then. You know, had a, had a pretty heavy leg day at like 2.30 in the afternoon yeah. that day because I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to have to play tonight. Might as well just go to the gym. I was feeling good. Started putting some heavy weights on and, you know, go from there to the rink. And I actually said to Sarah on the way down, like, oh, my legs are pretty tired right now. If I have to play tonight, I'm going to be terrible. And it, uh, it's funny how you know that, too. You just kind of think about, like, it's it's not even going to phase you. We're thinking, like, it's one of those back of the head things, like, maybe, not, maybe kind of thing. Like, we've all had it. Yeah. Yours just happened to be on yeah. a grander scale, so. But it's how it goes, too, right? Like, I, I know if I go and do a leg day or whatever, and we just go play baseball. Like, we're going to play, like, beer league ball. If I have to run to second base, it's an issue rounding first, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Oh, good for you guys! Oh man, we, we uh, that 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 game was just one of those. Um, there were just so many moments before that game where you look back and like, wow, we, we said this, and all of a sudden we're in the game, and you know, just there's a picture of me holding up a jersey, like right when I got half dressed, because Carolina was the first team out of the four teams that I had to get dressed with. Right. my last name on the jersey before even knowing that I was supposed to go in the game. So it was just kind of one of those coincidences. They put the name on the back. I'm like, hey, can you take a picture of me? Because this is the first team that's ever put my name on the back of an NHL jersey. Right. And then five minutes later, like, hey, you want to put that jersey on? Because you're going to go use it, right? So. Yeah. 
Now it's like, hey, are the pads tight? Is the glove, you know, is it strapped up properly? Are you good to go? You got a good stick ready to rock and roll. Well, I gotta... the, goalie coach, the goalie coach followed me all the way to the ice. If you ever watch the video of that, there was the, the team's goalie coach. From the time I left the dressing room to the time I hit the ice, he was behind me kind of whispering in my ear, okay, just stay steady, stay square to the puck, and I'm thinking about head. I've been doing this a long time, man. I know how to do it. It's just whether I can put it all together when I'm out there. I think he's just reminding you to to do those things. Like, you know it, but, like, if he just talks you into it, you're thinking, like, okay, those are the things I know how to do. Yeah. It's like having my dad in my ear when I was, like, 10 years old. You got to do this. You got to do this. Oh, that's that's everybody's favorite. I know. I know. I I would imagine you'd have, uh, obviously, some memorabilia from the game. I got to ask, like, what's your favorite kind of piece to, to cherish and look at and think back on? Uh, well, I have a, a hockey style. You can't see it. I have a hockey style with like my game used gear there, and I actually had my jersey hanging up there for a little while. Um, but I have that, and I have the James Reimer stick was pretty cool. He was a huge help in that game, kind of sitting beside me and just kind of calming me down during the intermissions and stuff like that. And um, he he was awesome. He signed a stick for me, and I have it here too. So uh, just stuff like that. Rob Brindamore signed a bottle of wine. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I have stopped I, myself several times to not open it. Like I was gonna say, there's water <laughs> in it right now, and I wouldn't even know. So. Yeah, it's great. Did you get the game-winning it. puck as well? Sorry, the puck is actually still in Carolina. Really? Uh, I didn't even see it when I went down there. We didn't even get a chance to see it, but um, they have it framed with a picture and a plaque, and it looks really cool. They wanted us to bring it home, but the airport it was just too. We'd rather have chaotic. a couriered out. Someone kind of had thing. like four carry-on yeah. bags, so it's not like we could bring the puck along with us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get back into uh, the the playoffs. This is like they're basically playoffs. They're, they're playoffs. Yeah, we don't know what that's like over in BC. So <laughs> we're we're living vicariously through you. So you guys got how did that work out? Like, did they basically? They were originally just calling you guys down for like one game, or was there kind of a plan on what was going to happen? Like, and then I guess first and foremost, Sarah, obviously you've got your passport now, so that's good. Yes, I do. And uh, <laughs> how how did the flight go? Because I know you you said oh, don't even. <laughs> Dave, Dave, were you there for her? Smoother than last time. You know what? Every time we've gone somewhere, there's always been some kind of delay. It's crazy. Even in Buffalo, I think Buffalo is the, the worst. Uh, we were what three hours, late mm-hmm. three hours out of Buffalo this missed time. Our, missed, missed our, our connection, connection flight from, to from Charlotte to Raleigh. Had to stop in Charlotte, get somebody that we knew down there to drive two and a half hours to pick us up from Charlotte and drive us all the way back. Yep. So we didn't miss the game. Oh Obviously, boy. Last time we were coming home from Raleigh last year, we got to Buffalo and we Snow got snowed in. And then Sarah's parents had to drive all the way to Buffalo to pick us up in a snowstorm. So, oh, jeez. Um, you know, I, I don't oh, think it's... it's just there's there's never smooth sailing when it comes Man. to that stuff with us. I heard they don't even have all dressed chips in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> they have all dressed up. <laughs> exactly. Priorities, oh, yeah. right? Priorities. I've heard yeah. I've heard Buffalo's the worst, but not in relation to the airport. So it's good to know. Um... <laughs> we didn't really get to see the city, yeah. but uh, the airport is a struggle there. Yeah. How, how did that that work? I mean, obviously, um, in my head, I imagine that you you guys are just talking back and forth constantly with reps in Carolina and stuff like that. And was this something that was sort of just planned out? And hey, if we make it to this round, we're going to call you up. And what do you guys think about that? How does that how does that break down? Yeah, pretty much. I think we, we talk to the guys from Carolina all the time, all the, the PR guys. We 
become pretty good friends with a lot of guys on the team because when we're down there, they kind of take us around and show us the place, and we became really good friends with them. So uh, it was basically that, back and forth, and say, hey, if you guys are coming down, we want you to, to, to ring the siren. The fans would love it, and uh, of course we said, yeah, let's go, you know, and um, we just got down there, and we weren't sure if we were going to cross the border, to be honest with you. Uh, but as soon as we showed him the, the hurricane's letter, the guy actually said, okay, perfect. You know, see you later. Um, three minutes at the border and we were across and then the debacle of the flight. And, but we got there and we had a lot of fun. So that was the main thing. And then you got to go to Tampa. So did, I mean, maybe, maybe it's none of our business. Did they kind of take care of everything for you guys down there? Or what was the scoop or were you kind of on your own dime or what? Well, the crazy thing of the flight thing was because so many things got canceled last year for us because of COVID. Right. We right. have a ton of money in like um, in credits for, and you can't get the money back. So it's like, it's just sitting there. So we had to go like Delta, American Airlines, United kind of thing, like switch a whole bunch of them up. But we flew down there and they were the ones they set us up with, with tickets and stuff. The first night in uh, Tampa was really cool for the game because we were in amongst all the fans and um, we actually had Carolina fans right behind us. And I said to Dave, I'm like, I'm not going to stand up and scream. I'm not wearing Carolina colors just because you know what it is like when you right. go to a different rink kind of yeah. thing. Right. So, and then as soon as Carolina scored the first goal, I stood up screaming as loud <laughs> yeah. as I possibly I could. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so never fails, never fails. Never fails. Um, and then the second night that, or the second game we were there, they gave us, uh, the owner ended up going home. So they gave us his tickets to go into the suite kind of thing and, and sit there. Slavin's wife was there. There was another wife. Yeah. I don't know who she was. Um, but it was just, it was really cool to see the game from that side. And the Tampa fans are just, they're crazy. It's, it's really, really cool. Like, they're not like Toronto or Boston fans. Like, it's just, they're, for the most part, they're really well behaved like? and, What's that? So what are those you fans like? Fan, you know those oh. fans when your, your team cops up the puck and they boo you and tell you you're terrible and you suck? Yeah. You don't, you don't get much of that in Tampa. They had their backs. Yeah, they cheer. And the same thing with Carolina, though. Like, their team got scored on. Two seconds later, they're cheering their team on. Like, it's just, we're not used to that. It's totally different fan bases, that's for sure. Yeah. Obviously, both passionate. Toronto is very passionate, but you'll, you'll hear them chirp their team more so than Carolina and Tampa, they're passionate. They want to win, but they're there to, to help their team out, not yeah. so much uh, degrade them at but, times. Yeah, but the thing with Toronto is, too, it's generations of Leaf fans, right? Like, we're we're going off of our dads and, and mm -hmm. some of moms and stuff like that, and their passion for the game, where it just, like, kind of gets handed down to you. So um, we kind of take their anger on, I think, a little bit when it comes to all that. I've got a question here. Um, Chris Phillips had asked, and... I'm only asking as a favor because you don't actually have to answer this, Dave. If the Toronto Rock ever needed an e-bug, would Dave do it? First of all, would you even be at a Toronto Rock game? I used to go to the Rock games all the time. but So this is going to backfire and be like, you're an ass, Ryan. Of course I would. Here's a, here's a little story that maybe not a lot of people have actually known. But when I went to Saskatoon last year, the both of us went out there, I actually dressed for practice for the Saskatchewan Rush as a goalie no and kidding oh yeah oh yeah it was really and cool then, actually nice. he did really well i, I did and it was funny because i'm friends with the the gm coach Derek Keenan. he's an amazing guy i used to work with them and uh they started throwing muffins at me i'm like is that all you got like, <laughs> what you got. like rip it at me and i you know i'm just sitting there kind of putting them away and putting them away and trying to 
comes up and you know he's retired in the hall of fame and just rips one over my shoulder and i basically just shut up at that point yeah but, uh, I, lo- I love it i think uh i would be a lacrosse goalie in a heartbeat i would i would do it in a second i i've i've, I've seen and like i've tried playing goal in lacrosse and i can't I can't unwrap my head around the fact that I feel like an upside down triangle wearing all that gear. <laughs> and I feel like all half somebody has to do is go low and it's in like, I'm not stopping it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, kudos to you. That's where I, I got the, uh, I got the advantage, right? Because I'm used to the pucks coming off the ground. So I think low, I'm, I'm good. Anything over my shoulder when they're shooting up. High, they might get me. I'm sure I'm only six feet tall. So, you know, that's not a big lacrosse goalie. Um, I have a question. When you were out in, in Carolina and in, in Tampa, do they carry like like in-house e-bugs as well? And did you get a chance to meet any of those guys? Is that a thing? or Regular not, regular season they do. Not this not... year. Not, not since COVID hit. They okay. haven't had any uh, emergency goalies. They just carry their extra NHL goalies or AHL goalies for that matter. Uh, but last year I met the Carolina e-bug for a split second when he was – I'm you. I'm I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Canadian you. <laughs> like the Spider-Man yeah, meme, right? Where they're both pointing at each other, like I'm you. Yeah. There's an actual group, I think. Uh, I don't know whether it's Facebook or Instagram. I just randomly got added to it, but it's apparently all of the emergency goalies in the NHL kind of just go back. No way. They send about four thousand messages a day. And I, kind of <laughs> it, so I kind of just uh, muted it a little bit. Uh, it was it's just tough to keep up with, with all the guys. I know they're passionate about being the emergency goalie, but I just did that. So where does it all rank on the on the scale of like crazy things to happen in your life? Like, I mean, there's skydiving and there's, you know, jumping in the water with sharks. And then there's, you know, winning a hockey game in the NHL as an emergency goaltender. I hit a home <laughs> run in softball this week. So where does it rank in there? <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to be a pretty good softball player back in the day. And I used to love hitting home run that's the best, best thing ever you do so awesome after hitting a home run running around actually i don't know about you but they stop us at first base after a while you hit a home run you go to first and you come back yeah to yeah how boring and is it, that and it almost feels like you're being yeah, punished know. you know yeah you have to do the lap so you know i guess being able to win a, a hockey game in the nhl and being able to be first star and do my own little victory lap out there is pretty uh it's pretty cool you probably didn't want to get off the ice eh <laughs> You know what? I, I, if you ever watch a visiting team player get like the first star or any star, they like take three steps and then turn around and get off the ice. And I thought that as soon as they told me I was the first star, I'm like, I just go on and do a quick twirl and get off. I stepped on the ice and I'm, like, I'm going to go to the middle. Yeah, screw you guys. Yeah. This... Surprised you didn't go like end to end. Yeah. <laughs> so now things have opened up in Ontario. Things are getting back to normal, or it, it has opened up already, has it not? A little bit. So serious question. Like this is more important than anything that's happened in the last while. How's the golf game for both of you? So we golfed in Carolina at NC state golf course, which is beautiful by the way. Um, And it was super hot. So I was playing first two couple holes. I wasn't playing too well. We were kind of paired with a father and son. And eventually by the second hole, they're like, are you, are you David Ayers? I thought so. And then just kind of talk, 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 talk. So I kind of, my game was thrown off a little bit, but then I started catching fire. And then Sarah's hit the ball four times down the fairway, picks it up, goes back to the cart, starts texting. And I'm still playing my game. <laughs> so her golf game, eh, not so great. But I was doing well, but I got the back. I usually golf three, four times a week. Yeah. And someone doesn't like that, but. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's only money, right? Uh, it's only. 
Well, and a membership. How do you not go when you got a membership, right? Like, I, I don't think it's a thing of golfing three and four times a week that bothered me. I think it was the thing of him not taking me those three and four times a week that bothered me. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, Sarah, how often are you getting buy it? her balls, you know? How often do I go? Yeah. Um, what, like once every two weeks kind yeah, of thing, right. I guess? Yeah. She can hit the ball. Like She hits her drive between 200 and 250 religiously. Oh. So and she can smash a ball. Her short game. You can't golf with us then because you'll outdrive me. <laughs> and just That's like okay, you. You'll output me. That's, so. <laughs> She's on the green two and six putt. So I yeah. think you know. Oh, the old six putter. Yeah. Big fan of that. <laughs> you'll, you'll fit in well. So just like, just like your workouts, your golf games, you guys just, you guys aren't that competitive then. You guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times we walked off the course because we were so competitive at each other. Like, oh. This is terrible. <laughs> Let's go. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a tough scene that day. But uh, for the most part, we do it there, and we uh, <laughs> we're pretty good golfing together. We like it. Did you golf in Tampa too, or no? Oh, I wish it would be way too hot for that though. Like it was just you stepped outside of the hotel and you were like drenched in sweat. It was beautiful but gross at the same time have you like seen this? the power scooters in tampa bay oh god the what sorry uh the power scooters like the electric scooters. oh yeah we have those have here now there? we yeah, do they're, yeah, they they're trying to ban them because yeah, people like are breaking the... ankles no, they always say there's a lot of accidents <laughs> yeah there. we walked by on the first night and i said sir i gotta try that i i have to go on those things she's like, no way no way the next day she's firing around the whole city Let's go scooting. Let's go scooting all over here. <laughs> going to the aquarium. Going everywhere. Oh, so yeah. they're so much fun, but people are nuts on those things. They don't. They don't hold back, and they cut kind of cars and they're hopping curbs, and it's crazy. Oh, yeah. But I, I want one. Brady, have you done that out in Vancouver? No. Nope. 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 No. We we, we got we, we gotta, live in a weird we spot. They did like the it. the e bike thing for a little while, where they were like in a. They tried to implement the e-bike thing. So everybody did it. And then by the end of the summer, they were like, they abolished the whole thing. And then it was like scrapped. And then oh, they wow. signed like a three-year deal to the scooters to have the scooters set up. And so people are riding the scooters also in the emergency rooms are full with broken ankles and stuff. And then they're like, <laughs> I think we need to scrap the scooter thing too. Like it's just, it's, it's funny ridiculous. though. When you think about that, I've a uh, coworker of mine, he's like 76 and big scooter big big scooter no like he he's he's needs to get like a hernia surgery or something so he's he's been in pain for some for some time but there's truth to the whole scooter thing because if you get injured on a scooter for whatever reason all these people that have been getting injured on scooters have been kind of like jumping the queue to kind of get their emergency surgeries or whatever i said al his name's al i said you know what i'm like just you know park the audi at home for the day (laughs) And uh, go get one of those $5 scooters. And I said, it's going to suck, but you're going to get your surgery a lot sooner. I can't do this. I said, hey, man, I'm just giving you an idea. Yeah, Ryan's actually, he's a life coach and he's taking on new clients now. Yeah. So that's good advice, buddy. <laughs> it, it doesn't pay very well, as you can tell. So I'm good for right, anything back to, else. I got some hockey talk for you guys. Um the uh, Montreal Canadiens, Vegas Golden Knights, obviously two amazing goaltenders. Um, so I got to ask. I mean, that's got to be a, a dream, dream matchup for you to be to be watching right now, eh? Yeah, both both of those goalies are, are my favorite two goalies in the league. So. Really? Oh, there you so go. It's tough to, it's mm-hmm. tough to see those guys go go head to head, but also the saves that they're making and just the, the clinic that they put on as, as goalies is just is unreal. We're actually. 
watching the game. Yeah, if you see my eyes drifting <laughs> off the games up there. I don't have cable downstairs, so I'm we're kind of relying on uh, a what's, bit of this. What's the update here? What's the score, guys? I turned mine off. I think it's so. 3-1. 3-1 Montreal. Oh, oh, wow. That's Travis good. Green, update for the Canucks fans. Travis Green is at the game. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they said that. That's yeah. that greens of the game. So maybe scouting I out think a player. They were, they were, yeah, but they were uh, congratulating him on what was it? Another year, yeah, an extension, extension or something. Yeah, yeah. two year extension. Yeah, maybe oh, World Se- okay. Maybe World Series of Poker. When's that? World, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, Travis, I guess Travis has been in there for a few times, so he's he's pretty hardcore poker player. So oh wow, Luongo must be ten town then too. Well, most likely, <laughs> most likely. Yeah. Um, well, you obviously put up a clinic when you were playing and I know that, you, you know, you don't, you don't just show up as an e-bug you're, you're, you're a qualified goaltender at that point. You practice with a lot of these guys, you, you see NHL shots on a regular basis, you know, you know, a lot of the Leafs who you're out there working with. Um, but when you have to suit up and you're on the other side, I mean, you're meeting a lot of those guys for the first time, I can only assume. And how does it work when, you know, you're you're deep into the third period and you're just stopping everything. Are you getting chirped by these guys that you know? Or are you getting beaked pretty hard? Are they <laughs> are they generally happy for you? Like, what's the vibe out there when that type of stuff's going on? You don't even really think about it. I know I made a save on Hyman and I, he just kind of looked at me and gave me like a, like almost like a smirk, kind of like, how could you kind of save me sort of thing on Damn. that one? And I think I kind of gave him a wink. He's an amazing guy. I've known him since uh, he came in with the Marlies. He's a great, uh, great player, great guy, so. You don't honestly. You don't really notice it when you're on the ice. You just kind of you're just stopping the puck. You know, after the first two go in, you really have to concentrate on stopping the puck. The rest of the time, where they're going to be taking the shovel and pushing you right off the ice at that point. So you just have to get going and, and start playing. But you don't meet anybody really. I didn't meet anyone. So I got out there halfway through the second period. So first time I met any of the guys on the team, they were at the door as soon as I walked out, just tapped my pads and saying, "Let's go, let's have fun." So um, they. They treated me like I was one of their guys, you know, for the whole year. As soon as I stepped onto the ice, so that was awesome. And and when the moment happens and you get the call, are you like, "Let's go"? Or are you like, "Oh shit, oh shit"? Like, how does it? <laughs> I was I was ready to go. Yeah. I was pumped, you know. I think like all the years with the Marlies and the years leave. I have goosebumps yeah. talking about it. Um, you just get, <laughs> you just get your you've always dreamed about okay, I honestly. When I started practicing with the Marlies, I just all I wanted to do was get into a game. I didn't care if I backed up or whatever. And I finally ended up getting to back up Bernier for the first time in Rochester. So I was pumped. I was okay after that year. I said, I don't, you know, come back to the Marlies or I don't play after this. I'm fine with it because I got to back up an American Hockey League game. And then I met Sarah and she's like, well, I love the Leafs. And I thought to myself, well, I guess I got to keep playing now. So, you know, <laughs> time, to, time to lose 20 pounds and get back in shape to get back on the ice. But, um, and then, you know, you keep going and you get on, uh, you get your chance to get on the, on the ice in the NHL game. And it's like, you're super fun blocking. I tried to hold myself back trying to get out, get out onto that ice. And uh, as soon as you see all the people, that's when you're like, oh, okay. So this is real now. Sort right. Of kind of a big uh, deal. Going yeah. crazy. Yeah. I've been on the ice many, many times and it's been lit up the whole place. And, you know, it's just silent though. You can hear everything, but all you could hear was people screaming and um, the place was just rumbling under your feet. And that was the hardest part to get used to. And two goals go in and, you know, the Leafs could have the puck at their own hash marks in their own end and people are yelling, shoot. And uh, I'm like, yeah, please do shoot. I need to get warmed up a little bit more here. I need to watch out. So shoot from your own end if you have to. So there's an opportunity coming up next season for, I'm assuming, your favorite player, Sarah. 
um, Jason Spezza to potentially, um, if maybe this happens again, to get a shot on your husband because now that he's back with the Leafs for 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 a year, there's another opportunity coming, I'm sure. So what what would that be like? Who would you be cheering for? In in that case, would it if it came to if it came again, which would be unbelievable. I don't think that has ever happened. But um, who do you cheer for? Breakaway, Jason Spezza, the guy beside you. Who do you got? Oh, see, see that you know because we've seen him get scored on from a few guys. So, so yeah, I'm just you know what he's such a nice guy. And Dave went out there. Was it last, it was year? last year? Last December. Before, 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 before Christmas. It was Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So. He, they asked Dave if he'd come out and skate with Spetzer or whatever, just because, whatever. And um, I brought Brayden, who's our middle son. I brought or er, yeah, our middle kid. Sorry, I forget about them all the time. Um, <laughs> the middle kid to the game to watch the practice. And Spetzer said to me, he said, "Is that your son up in the crowd?" And I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Bring him down." And he brought him down to the side of the rink, and he met him, and uh, he's like, "Hey, Brayden, I'm Jason." hold on a sec and he runs back to the room grabs a stick and writes uh, a little something on there and, um signed it for him and gave it to him and Braden was just kind of like in awe he loved oh, it yeah. right and that's just the way Spezza is you know I've talked to him many many times on the ice off the ice and uh just an amazing guy I love the game and just love to be around the locker room and he's just such a great influence on everybody he's got um, the best laugh in the NHL it's got the best yeah, laugh in the does. NHL, right? He does. And he did have and he did have a shot on me in that game, by the way, and it went off the edge of my blocker and wide. So, uh, nice. Next time, I'm sure. Next time, I'm sure he will not miss. He scored many times on me in practice. So you make that first save. Back to that game. You make that first save, um, and you're talking about you know all you could hear was the crowd when you went out there. Did you hear them, you know, cheering for you, or was it you were just so in the moment? It was just you. I was just gone all of a sudden. It, it was like. The biggest roller coaster of a crowd. Uh, I think it was just as soon as I got in there, there was a buzz because everyone was probably on their phones googling like, "Who is this guy?" We have no idea who he is. Um, and then the next, you know, Leafs score two goals and everyone's cheering because you know Leafs are going to come back and win. And then I started making saves and they're kind of booing the Leafs, but yet it gets closer to the third. And start, every time I make a save, they start cheering. So um, and at the end of the game, I thought everyone was going to be gone. And then when I came out for the first start, three quarters of the crowd was still there and they're on their feet. So I guess yeah. it just goes to show, uh, first of all, what a crazy night it was. And second of all, how, how great Toronto fans are with their hockey knowledge and knowing, I guess, that mm-hmm. that's one a game that they're probably not going to see too many times over again, especially in their own barn. So uh, for them to stick around and kind of give me uh, a hand, I thought that was amazing. So, so cool. Uh, it was great to be there. Cool. Guys, we have uh, we have a, a few minutes left, um, but I wanted to take this time to just do a bit of a shameless plug. Maybe you guys could just tell us what's going on, uh, maybe some new projects that you have going on, some new ventures, maybe some charities that you know I know you guys work with that are obviously near and dear to your heart. Um, tell the people where they can find you and where they can find the information they're looking for. So please just uh, just hit it and let us know what's happening with the two of you. Yeah, that's that's the Sarah project. Uh, which I'm actually wearing my, my bug life. I hat noticed it looks good. Goalie. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. 
reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Yeah, you know what? It was just one of those things where I, I like to wear a hat, and I thought I was just going to make one for myself because I've seen guys make their own hats just for fun. And I did, and I showed friends, and they're like, man, you got to sell those hats. People will love them. They're great. They're comfortable. They're kind of unique and kind of cool. And uh, so we made three different logos, and we kind of just ran with it and had hats made and hoodies made and, and some T-shirts made. And Sarah takes takes control of all of that. She she runs the website, backupgoalylife.com, and same with uh, Instagram. It's on Instagram, backupgoalylife. So Can you show the hat off so close to the screen? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. That's a That's sharp so logo. Actually, I like it. This is, a, this is one of the hoodies, actually. It kind of says backupgoalylife. And then there's a number 90 in the corner. So beauty. It was kind of, I think we went through about 500 different logos, <laughs> what to choose. And I kind of sent it to my, my buddy, uh, who's the equipment manager for the Marlies. And I know he's got some pretty good logo style. And I said, Will, what, uh, what logo do you like best? And so he chose basically these two. And um, so we kind of ran with it. And uh, it's going pretty good. You know, people, people good. seem to love it, though. We yeah. need to get him hooked up with Kevin at Summer Skates. Yeah. We need, the, we need the backup goalie Summer Skates. So our sponsor, oh, yeah. the summer yeah, skates guy in the top, he, so I don't know if you can see that, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. he makes these flip flops, so you can easily throw a, an e bug logo on there. Probably look pretty good. Yeah, awesome. yeah, they look great. That's your next adventure. Doing- we'll get you in touch, Sarah. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's really good with the charity stuff. Like I did a lot with the National Kidney Foundation in the states and in Canada. I did stuff with St. Mike's Hospital, which is the place I had my kidney transplant done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sarah's actually carrying on pretty good with the, with the kidney foundation. I did the emergency kidney fund. We raised a hundred thousand dollars in three weeks. Uh, just wow. people out during COVID we've had, uh, who have kidney, uh, issues. Um, so that was a, that was a great one, but, uh, Sarah's still going strong with a lot of the, a lot of the charity stuff. And she, uh, includes me when I can get there. Cool. Excellent. <clears throat> I got one quick last question, if that's okay with you guys. Um, sure. Actually, it's kind of two questions. Um, back to the movie situation. Is it specifically about? It going to be specifically about you, or is it kind of based around that that story? No, it's fully about me and my life. It's uh, oh, awesome. Okay, it's going to start when I was a, was a kid. How I got into hockey and how I kind of went all the way, and my kidney transplant and all the. All the wow! Stuff, uh, the, the rebuild after that, so okay, it's going uh, to be quite the process, that's for sure. Right. So then, that, my last question for Sarah: Then, which uh, which Hollywood hunk would you love to see play your husband? <laughs> I said Jason Momoa, but he said no. So because <laughs> the long it. Uh, what are you talking? It's a dead see, ringer. You know it's a dead he ringer. He doesn't see it. He doesn't get it. So. And then, in that case, Sarah, you would just play yourself, then, right? Well, yeah, but then he said no. So, but he wanted Charlie Staring for me, and he would play himself. So I, I think like it's her. Only fair I like her too. Like, so there you go. Yeah. Charlie Staring and Jason Momoa. It's gonna. It's a match made in heaven. That. <laughs> it, it would be interesting, but I mean, people would watch, and there, like I said, there has to be a car chase scene because any good movie has a car chase scene, well, in it. so even if it's racing to the rink, I don't care. I don't care if you jump a curb or something. Well, the uh, the ball hawks, you know the ball hawks peeps are saying that it should be Jason Statham that plays that plays yeah, you so i mean there, there could plan, easily be yeah. a, a, a car I, I, chase scene in there that's true that's yeah. true i, I gotta say it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be chris pratt chris pratt i'm going with chris he pratt he won't do it he won't do it he won't do it and it kind of went to him someone 
someone has asked him and he said, I'm not a hockey fan. So okay, wait. So you guys have had, you've heard rumors and talked to people that maybe were or were not going to play. Who else is, has, has passed or missed on this role? Do we know who's eligible? Um, I don't know. I think, uh, well, James Corden is a producer, is one of the producers on the film. Okay. And obviously he knows a lot of, uh, a lot of people in Hollywood. So at one point in time, he said Mark Wahlberg would be great to do the, the movie. So uh, we don't know. He swears yeah, a lot, though. You can't swear happen. in a Disney movie. He was good invincible. <laughs> <laughs> he was Vince Papali. He that's, could easily be you, eh? That's Maybe? true. That's true. Football and a hockey player. I could see it. I could see yeah. it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Good, good. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be fun, though. It'll be uh, kind of cool just being on set because I'll be able to be on set. Yeah. It'll be be in the movie as well on the ice kind of as myself and a, and a bunch of the parts you'll probably have some sort of cool cameo too i would imagine like yeah, a little kind of very that could be the you know you're probably gonna throw me on the zamboni i yeah. can guarantee you it could be the oh, the be carolina awesome. goalie yeah, coach maybe stay square yeah <laughs> dad i got it wow i got it that's good. Awesome. well good cool good story. for you guys that's great well yeah, this awesome. this has been awesome. You guys are out on the East Coast, so first and foremost, thanks for staying up late. Um, I know you guys are in quarantine still, and you probably have a bit of a house to unpack as well, which usually takes, I know for me, two years approximately to be fully unpacked. So <laughs> yeah. base, there's base, boxes packed. There's literally years, boxes if you look in the corner, So, <laughs> but uh, we don't need to bring that up because then I have to deal with that again and i've got other projects on the go so we don't need to get into that um dave and sarah thanks so much for coming on uh you guys like you guys are so cool you're you're and you're so fun the story itself is great i mean we follow you guys you know whether it's on twitter instagram whatever there's there's a lot going on there but i think the neat thing is you're real people we had we had this chat last year on just you know talking about our, our kids and you know discipline them and yelling on this that and the other like kids are so selfish they are so selfish <laughs> so it's it's good to know that you're real people just like us and you have the same <laughs> the same shut up we're trying to talk <laughs> and stuff. so we do appreciate it um again <laughs> thanks so, so hard but we live the same like yeah. we're all li- i mean brady you're not yet but i mean you've in in a way we we all will live. I mean, we've all been yelled at too from our parents. So um, it's uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have you guys on. We do appreciate it. Um, stay safe out there, and uh, we're, we're we're planning. This is we're planning. Maybe if it works out next summer, the inaugural charity PP One podcast golf tournament. So I mean, we're not going to pay your way, unfortunately. So. You'll have to just want to come out to BC. We'll probably still have credits out there. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see anyway. We, we, we got lots of great places, lots of wineries. Sarah, you're going to want to be here. My wife would be more than happy to t- take you around and show you all those great wineries. So, And uh, golf and beaches. There you go. So we'll make sure that uh, that somehow happens. And uh you know, maybe maybe we got to do a tradesies. Maybe send over some summer skates. Uh, yeah. For well, you give us a hat, and we'll send you some some uh, some swag your way too. So we'll figure yeah, that out. So yeah. we're all decked out. Either that, or you'll end up having your own e-bug summer skates, and you'll be too good for us. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, thanks so much, guys. And uh, like I said, stay safe, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. Thanks, Emil, guys. Thanks for having us. See you guys on the big screen. <laughs> See you later. Okay. So, Brady, it's been a while. Yeah. Welcome back. Back in the booth. Welcome back. Back in the booth. That What's was up? a lot of fun. Should we, should we talk like hockey? Should we talk Canucks maybe? 
We could. Uh, we, I yeah. mean, we, we, we could. So we, I think we, we quickly got to mention the whole hat situation here, though. Yeah, that is, that is uh, kind of random. For whatever reason, I mean, of all teams, too. Can I, can I tell yeah. my story first? No, I don't care. I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. <laughs> and I actually, yeah. this is, uh, I actually had, you know, those last two albums engraved on the back of my hat. You are a dick. <laughs> so I'm not sure why Brady's wearing his, though. Brady is a Roberto Clemente <laughs> fan. I feel like these are the opposite stories that are being told here. I'm actually, so Brady 100% is the Mac Miller fan. In case you didn't know. If you didn't already know, but you know. Everybody knows. True, true listeners already know this. <clears throat> yeah, the real ones know as the kids The say. real ones. This, day is, ones this, this is just a Pittsburgh Pirates hat for me. It's just because it yeah. came from it came from the final days at Jersey City, and it's just I'm running out of. It was like when you like when Barry Bonds came into the league. You're like, oh. yeah, I'm running out of 5950s. Basically, is what's happening, and now I'm down to the Pittsburgh one. I'm sure Brady has a way nicer. It's story. a freaking wicked hat, though. It's, it's they're nice. comfy. Yeah, it's fresh. It's fresh. So fresh I and love so clean. It. So I want to get into something before we talk about hockey. Um, I I played on your your company ball team. This oh week. yeah, yeah. This um, a, there was a big baseball game on the is, week. This yeah. is a big deal. In case you guys are wondering, there's nothing better than a good fitted. Absolutely, yeah, strap in for this one. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've played slow pitch and for a long time. Whether it's been super super rec or semi competitive on our on our hops team, where you know it's a fairly competitive team, but still still rec. Yeah, we're always good enough to win the B league. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, I and I we've had this chat. I, I consider myself pretty decent at baseball. Um, Monday was a special day for me. Seatbelts on, folks. We're about to take a ride. I have never hit a dinger over the fence. I know, I know. Look at this body. It says the babe on this shirt. I'm the babe. I'm freaking uh, El Bambino pointing. I've never hit one. Out of the park. I hit the fence a bunch of times. Monday was a different day. Monday was a different day. Took the first pitch. Wasn't quite where I wanted it. Next pitch. Absolutely laced this thing. A rope. Center field. Normally I'm hitting those things left field. Center field. Middle fence. Because it's tiered. It hit a tree. My first dinger. Way back. It Congratulations. Was, it was a moment I won't soon forget. It's <clears throat> a big then, field, too. I think it's about... It's a decent I field. F- I feel like it's 265. Whatever it is, that fence. sounds great. It's pretty good, yeah. And then I, I thought that was going to be my night. I thought that was it. That was going to be... Did I bat flip? Um, it's E-League, so if I bat flipped, I probably would have had my ass kicked <laughs> by about five people. <laughs> so there's uh, there's no way that I'm doing a bat flip. I it no bad flip. Henry can confirm it was a legit home run. Yeah, Ted was there. And I'm pretty hard on Ryan when it comes to sports. And very it, was, hard. it was a very, very legit. He had a hell, hell of a game. Even he crushed it out in the field, too. There was all sorts of catch with sun in his eyes. So he that was, was the thing. The, the double glove and so hat. Wait, so can I borrow your hat for like one second? Don't worry, I won't put it on. So it was. it's Kelowna. Super, super sunny. Well, the last like three innings, the sun is like right in my eye. I forgot my sunglasses. Actually, I left them in the car because it was pouring rain. I had, I'm going to hold up like this. So I've got the hat up like this, like right in my eyesight of the sun. And I'm like kind of moving, figuring out where I'm going to need it to be. There you go. Where I'm going to need to be if it gets hit my way. I'm out in left field. Sure enough, bro, jacks one left field. And it's it's high. I mean, if it's a normal day, I'm catching this thing 10 times out of 10. Pop fly. Pop fly. Like routine. Can of corn. Routine, can of corn. No biggie. The sun makes things interesting. 
There was about three drop balls in the outfield that game. There was one in the infield. Like, you couldn't see. It was both sides were getting decimated by the sun. So this one, I timed, and I could see this thing clear as day. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to miss this. And it's just, like, perfect. And then I realized, holy crap, I might actually get this. Because the sun's kind of, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm... So I get in close, come in, come in, come in, right to the side, snow cone that mother, right on the end. Everyone on both sides realized this guy was the real deal. It was actually super dangerous, and I thought maybe you were going to get hit and maybe... In an inning later, I almost got line-drived in the temple because I couldn't see the ball, so I, I could have easily lost my life, so everybody thought I was an idiot after Oh, the good game, call, so. Brady, adding that last topic. So, by the way. Like that? Yeah. Need, like needless to say, so my, my ball career might be elevated. I've been digging my golf green... This week, a lot of rocks have been taken out, so my arms are just like freaking like monsters. So expect a few more dinger stories throughout this uh, this early summer season. I know uh, you guys are all waiting for it. So yeah, thank you, good work, Hank. I appreciate that. So you know, this is just me being me. This is just me being me. And you're you're killing it, bud. I feel like I'm killing it, and you know, all I can say is thanks for everybody that supported me. This has been a long, long road to get here, but I do appreciate it. So, but you know what? I just wanted to get that in. We do need to talk about some hockey. There's a draft coming up. Hmm. Real, real, and so far, so far, the Canucks have the number nine draft pick. Brady, first, are you thinking they trade it? Are you thinking they keep it? What's what's your feeling on that? Well, this? first, talk about the rumor, Brady. What's the what rumor? I think this rumors came up a little bit little bit ago uh buffalo sam reinhardt buffalo keeps coming up today um sam reinhardt pretty much figured out there's no all dressed chips in buffalo he wants oh, out the West. No all dressed chips in this shithole no there's not so uh he's done there he's had a good 45 point season led the team in points he wants to come back home out west to vancouver and there's just been some you know kind of rumors floating around about the value of that ninth overall pick and if that could potentially be enough or part of a package deal to maybe acquire a center slash winger in Reinhardt. So is he like the new Corey Schneider for the ninth pick kind of thing? I mean, it could be. I mean, that trading that ninth picks worked in the past. Does it work again? Not Let's sure. Go back to the well. Is it? I mean, is it good to be going after all the the homegrown guys? Like, is this a totally different situation than uh, than Jake? Like, are we going to be getting a bona fide guy that's going to continue to produce? I mean, they're different players. Don't get me wrong. But are we going to be getting like the Sam Reinhardt that we have been seeing, or are things going to tail off? Are we going to get like you know nosedive Louis Erickson type of type of you know production? So like he's still super young. He's what twenty five, I think. I think he's twenty five years old. Yep. Right. He's twenty five years old. Collected twenty five goals and uh, forty points through fifty four games. Yeah. And you have to think he did it on the worst team in the league, and you know Jack Eichel. Um, you know, missed the final 33 games of that season. So right. he was doing it on his own in a sense too. Right. So, and I mean, again, he'll be, if he does come here, providing that it's not an awful trade, he's going to be a fan favorite, clearly. He's, you know, he's got the hometown crowd behind him. Does Is that a distraction? I don't know. It's Vancouver's such a finicky market. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, like it, it has worked in the past bringing like so to speak bringing a guy home. Yeah. Sometimes that's sometimes that's what you need for for a, a career rejuvenation or, yeah. or a recipe for success. Sure. Other times 
it happens to like a, a guy like Jake or maybe even a guy like Cam Neely. Now Jake started here to be fair. <clears throat> yeah, Jake, but yeah. but you but you're starting here and you you've only known here and you really haven't right. you know left home to sort right. of spread your wings and grow. Right. Now, I mean a good player is a good player and it really doesn't matter I think where you're drafted at that point. Right. Um but what do we know for salary wise what what Reinhardt's going to be making over the next little bit here? So he's an RFA, right? Oh, Brady, you're muted if you were going to talk. Yeah, Reinhardt, I believe, is at 5.2. And I mean, I think there's, you know, this conversation about him landing kind of in between on a re up, probably in the 6 million range. Maybe if the Canucks were lucky on a hometown discount, maybe something like a in between Bo Horvat or a Brock Besser sort of deal. But yeah, is he going to get a, is he going to get a hometown discount, though, if he's a. I don't RFA? think so. I think you're, you're, you're paying the premium for. You're banking. You're paying the premium if you're, for. If you're, He's also demanding out, though, right? So, I mean... So, they're playing that angle, maybe? Like, hey, you want out? But at the same time, he could play anywhere else and probably get that money, too, right? Yeah. You're, How you're... much do you think he caps out at? What do you guys think? I mean, like what, did, what did he finish? What was his... His cap hit was 3.6? What was the actual dollars? Five. He's not going to make less money. It. Was it 5? No, point? he won't make less. He's not going to make no, less money. So, we, yeah. Brady's probably right. You're probably looking at somewhere between... Six he's probably going to make six, six and a half or something like that, right? And he's Ooh. probably going to want like a four or a five-year deal. And we're talking about a guy who's already 25. You're, you're paying, in my opinion, a premium because a ninth is a, is a, is a good pick. That's, you've increased your lottery odds to a significant amount when you're picking in the top 10. You're paying a premium for a player that is a good player, but I don't know if it's something that I would be willing to walk away from. Maybe if the salary was in a better state, you're walking into already team controlled years would be really good. Like say he had, you know, signed his previous deal and he was making three and a half or something like that. And we were collecting those years of Sam Reinhardt's salary. Yeah. I, I would be more inclined to consider making it. But for me, and I know everybody's a little bit different. I think you're going to get a good player at nine, like a player who's instantly going to step in and be. I'd hold this, personally. Yeah. This, this prospect pool's, number one prospect. In fact, I mean, even the even the guy that, that gets picked second is very likely to be the second best prospect on this roster, right? I mean, we're not looking at mm-hmm. a ton of good players past, you know, they, not because the, 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 the drafting has been bad, but because most of these guys have graduated already, right? I mean, Brady, me and you talk so much about Hoaglander not being a guy that was going to step up and needed to, and all he did was step up. We yeah. assume Puck Colson's going to walk in right off the bat and play. And for me, I think that it's very possible that, a high-end goaltender like Westfell or Wallstead, sorry, goes in the top ten, possibly before nine, pushing some other players back down this draft list. Like it's as we're sitting now, we got a chance so of getting then, a guy like Chaz Lucians or, or Mason McTavish or Kent Johnson, maybe even a guy like Brent Clark. So then you're going. You're, I guess, what you're trying to say is now you're looking at teams that are going on positional need, not necessarily BPA. Right. I mean, but there's going to be somebody who's going to want a good goaltender for their system, right? And sure. this guy, I mean, we think he's a, a a blue chip prospect. He's a guy that's going to make it eventually. Goaltenders always take a little bit longer, but for me, I, I don't want to. I don't want to pass up on on the opportunity to get a Clark or a Johnson or a McTavish. I mean, th- those are players that this system needs. I mean. If you're out of of prospects in your prospect pool and the cupboard is getting damn near empty, like I know there's guys like Gadjevich and guys like Lind and stuff, but if on the whole, if A level prospects are, are at the, the the bottom of the rung, 
your talent pool is already contributing on your roster and you're still not a playoff team, you have to restock. We can't mm-hmm. we can't be trading this pick away for a player that's not going to necessarily help you in a few years. And a chunk of those guys are, as you just mentioned, like they're going to be challenging for spots. So are they going to be the guys up in the box? Are they going to be everyday NHLers or at least everyday, you know, not AHLers? They're going to be up in the box or in the lineup, one or the other. They're going to so, be contributing. Yeah, so they're not going to be in the AHL. Brady, who Sam do you... Sam Reinhardt's expensive too. Like we, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. What do you, what do you want have... them to do? Not, not what do you think? What do you want them to do? Do you want them to keep that I pick? I mean, Bringing in Reinhardt is definitely intriguing. Like, I'm not going to say it's not. I mean, I think the forward group would definitely get better right off the bat. But I mean, Ted made some really good points. I mean, the prospect pool is pretty dead now that Pod Colson's probably making the jump instantly. I think whoever we draft, no matter what, instantly becomes our top prospect. Um, And I think if you're if you're trading for Reinhardt, you're pretty much saying, even though we are one of the worst teams in the league, kind of like when we traded to, for Toffoli when we really went for it there, mm-hmm. you're kind of—I think—you're really shortening your window, and you're kind of, you're kind of banking on, you know, uh, winning the cup, going from one of the bottom feeders in the league to winning the cup within a couple of years. Yeah, you're and making I think a push. If you, if you go for the draft pick, you're kind of, you're looking, you're not looking at two years from now. You're kind of looking at three, four, five years from now. But you're securing your future at the same time. Not securing, mm-hmm. but you're you're padding the you're padding the, or stocking the and cupboards, just, and they need and it. Bringing they, in bringing in another six million is just it just sounds pretty difficult. Well, and you, it seems borderline irresponsible. Gonna, yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're able to get rid of you know the Ericsson tra- contract completely, and even on top of that, you know a Beagle or Roussel, maybe you can start thinking about that. But until then, I I just don't even think it's even even worth even looking at. So speaking of that, um, Chris Gear was on Sakaris uh, and Price this week. I didn't catch that. I should probably download that podcast to listen to it. But he said they're going to be, and I don't know if it's smart to show your hand so early, but he did say that they were going to be talking to teams that were in a cap crunch, much like themselves, and that they were going to try to essentially weaponize cap space. Jason Botchford is like probably losing it right now, knowing it took this long to figure this out. But at the same time, wait a minute. They're going to use their cap space to they're they're going to use go other, after teams. They're they're going to use other teams' lack of cap. Oh, space. like they're going to use it against them. Yeah, that's, like yeah. that's genius. It's clever. I know. It's almost I like can't, why. Why has nobody done that? That's a That's such a smart plan, guys. So I I mean to me, <laughs> I know like the amount of the amount of sarcasm. Like you could cut the room in half here. I I I am interested. I all, think it's a great idea. All these things that are happening, like the Chris Gear <laughs> thing, the fact that they're going to make, you know, they they sign the the coach, they get the coaching staff, they have locked up Demco. They're doing things in a really weird way, but it's it's this really weird feeling. And I I hate to say this, did the Canucks just wake up overnight? Like, did they just realize? We can actually do this better than we were doing. And now they're going to act like other good teams because they do have a good roster. But now are they going to start doing things that actually make sense that we can go, hey, that was a good move. Hey, that was very shrewd. That was clever. How did how did they pull that off? Like, I, I don't know what to think right now Whoa. because the Canucks actually, they might actually be progressing. I know that sounds like a weird word to say. This is not progressive thinking. It, this is this is basic job function. The thing is, it's never existed. But now we're so just now, now they're just starting to do basic job. But this is not progression. This is it might be progression, but it's getting them literally back to zero before they can start ascending. The thing is, it's never happened. So to me, 
I'm excited because I'm thinking they figured out how to do work. They figured out how to do the job that was outlined in, you know, in the job description, which is mind blowing. I just think maybe, maybe there is a chance that the Canucks can actually change their fortunes. Maybe not, but I mean, they're saying all the right things. Now, I guess the other thing is, did they maybe show their hand a little bit early and like, oh, you know, you start getting calls from the Canucks. Hey, are you, uh, are you calling because we have low, low cap numbers? Are you trying to, trying to expose us and try to get something for, for nothing? No, 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 no. That was just an interview. That, that, that was just, that was just flapping my gums. That's, I'm just here to talk shop. Like maybe they, maybe they showed their, their hand a little bit early. Maybe, maybe this talk of, of Reinhardt, like maybe it's a where there's smoke, there's fire thing. So maybe there are, are actually looking into acquiring another, you know, was it five mil? Did we say make five and a half mil or something like that? Five point so maybe, maybe they are looking at acquiring another five plus mil and they are very aware that they need to find a way to lock up PD and Hughes. And maybe they're having these conversations about weaponizing cap space because maybe for the first time in a long time, they're looking at they. That means that probably means that they they think they're actively going to be able to move one or two of these shitty contracts off the books. And I think that's possible. Well, I think it's possible. I don't know how on uh. earth. Like you got to find another GM who's willing to dance with you. He has similar problems. Who thinks that the garbage you paid a lot of money for is worth? There something in value in there return. can't be only one idiot GM and they league. don't have a, they don't even have a lot of Brady what was the word that we've been using this past year already a, they don't we don't even have a lot of sweeteners to add at this point really yeah. not sweeteners yeah. that we'd want to get rid of the sweetener that we did have in Jake Vertanen is looking well that's yeah. that's that's a that's out to the door do you know what I mean like do we I even have trade him right now do yeah, we exactly. have Splenda do we have any Splenda there's no Splenda on this roster no Splenda. Not Splenda that no we real, want to get rid no of. No real sugar, no Splenda. This is a problem. This is a very big problem. So, oh, Friedman, sorry, I'm looking at, uh, man, Brady, you're updating this and my, my eyes are just getting wide. Maybe you want to take this mm-hmm. one. You, you you throw down right now. What do you got? I've just been, uh, I've been watching a little bit of uh, Donnie and Dolly when I can. And um, I know that Friedman, like, local sports show. talking about the Sedins, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sedins are going to sign with the Canucks, but we haven't really heard much. Um, Elliot Friedman, the man in the hockey world, the rumors and all that, he he would be shocked if they don't sign. Not much more news to bring in other than that, but it does look like they will be coming in at some capacity. It's just figuring out how and when that's going to happen. I think we kind of already know that, but I just wanted to put that out there and say, you know, still expect them to be coming in and, uh, you know, probably before the season starts. Do you expect more? Uh, Brady, do you expect more from Daniel or from Henrik? Who's going to really excel in this job? Like, is there going to be one that's going to be kind of riding the coattails? Do you think? Like, maybe are we going to find out that, like, frick, Daniel, like, he's always late. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and maybe, maybe I know they kind of come in the same car anyway when they were playing together. But, you know, like, Daniel, maybe maybe he's like you, Brady. Like, oh, I forgot my water. Just, just one second. Right? Exactly. Right. You know, and, like, maybe Henrik just starts getting pissed, like, Guys, do you really need both of us? Like, do you really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I was a captain. He was assistant captain. Finally, just sick of each other. Yeah, eh? you know, just, yeah. no, I it... want to do this on my own. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe there's, maybe there's more to it. Maybe we need to really look into this. Don't rush into the Sedins. You you got time. They they got nothing else to do. They got their their racehorse. They've got uh, 
What else have they got? They got their bikes. They can go ride around with, uh, you know, they can go ride around with Trevor on, on the, the mountain bikes and such. So, I don't know. I, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical. Uh, Ted, did you guys saw this? I know you had you put this on Facebook, and I found this out on Twitter. Uh, interesting news. I I didn't know about this, but in Australia, mm-hmm. um, it's a legal obligation that uh, you have to uh, you're randomly selected. That you're randomly ser- selected for uh, jury didgery duty. No, just didgery jury duty. Didgery didgery duty. Didgery duty. It's you're randomly selected for didgery duty. That looked really bad on camera. Survivor. Yeah. Didgery duty. I kept reading it over and over again. I'm like, what's he trying to say here? Oh, didgery do. Total dad joke. Nice one, Ted. Nice. That wasn't mine. Looking forward to what's coming next. I stole it. We've I found it and I thought it was very classic. And I have clever. Just an update on me driving around the backside of of uh, Home Depot. I haven't seen any motorbike tests lately that or a truck unloading cars with a nice big ramp. So just to update: nobody has gone gone in sixty seconds on that ramp behind uh, Home Depot. No one has died. That's just my update from the field. <laughs> carry on, carry on as you were, uh, boys. I think uh, we're just past the hour here. What a day we had! Dave and Sarah Arizon, unbelievable little story that they're they're filming there. Power couple, very very cool, just cool people. And you'll be checking them all out on Instagram. You'll be checking them on Twitter. I did forget to mention about our Subber Skates promo. We will make sure that we re up on that. Make sure you guys are voting for the winner on that one. Again, uh, send an email to, I think it's the official pp one podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to order a pair and make sure that, have we sent a tweet for this week? Not for this week, no. We should probably get on that. Okay. By Sunday, we need to have a winner. It's it's rapid fire lately. It's been pretty, pretty impressive. Um, so make sure you're entering on that. Make sure you're uh, getting your opportunity to win uh, some pretty... Pretty, pretty comfortable. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Slides, they're great. Brady, I know you're just you're just climbing for them. You can't can't wait, but that's okay. Things are going uh, things are going well out in the burn in the Burnaby in the dungeon. Oh, oh, of course, of course, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> wow, that starting was a, uh, you know, got the good summer job all lined up. So, just been going through some orientation there. Um, you know, uh, gave my notice at uh, the Canuck Way. I'll still be a contributor there, but right, uh, you know, with the new job coming on, and it's just going to be, uh, you know, just going to be working hard for that school money for next year. So we we should uh, I should edit this. You work hard for your money. <laughs> do, 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 do. You work hard for your money. <laughs> Guaranteed that. Oh, yeah, going definitely on. gonna definitely gonna try to keep writing, but it's just definitely not going to be you know 20, 25 articles a month now. So <laughs> which is nice. That's a lot of articles a month. Yeah. I wear like three articles. I wear three articles of clothing, so writing twenty-four articles would be a a month. Wow. Yeah, we don't. Our washing machine doesn't work all the time, so yeah, it's a a joke. It does. I'm I'm a homeowner. (laughs) This has been great, boys. (laughs) Such always the awkward ending. I love it. Absolutely great. Uh, Brady, any final things? Ted, any final things? No. Camping this weekend. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, so we're going to head up to the site on Thursday, and Excellent. we can either drop the trailer off there, or we can just stay Thursday night. Drop tray? Um, we paid, so I want to stay. So I'm gonna, okay. I want to stay. So we're going to try to, I think the, the oldest one's got, got baseball on, on Thursday as well, so we're going to do a baseball game, drop the trailer off, come back to the game, pick her up, and then head back to the campsite. So we'll see how it goes. Interesting stuff. I took a midweek weekend. Father's Day camp, nice. Yeah. I took a midweek weekend off. I took tomorrow off, and I have Friday off, but I work Saturday. So I got the random two, one, one. So it's going to be an interesting week for me. You I should guess. just talk to your boss about closing on Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not funny at all. Well, he doesn't listen, so it's fine. That's fair. So on behalf of all of us, this has been fun. Remember, go check David Serios. Make, sh- make sure you're waiting on that movie. It's going to be a blockbuster. It is going to be the hit movie. I can't wait. Uh, news was broke on this podcast. It was. Yeah. It was. People forget that. That's okay. That's People fine. don't forget. People don't forget. Exactly. People don't forget. <laughs> so this is episode 95. It's an evening. Evening with the airs. On behalf. nice night for an evening. Nice night for yeah. Worst case, Ontario. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, my goodness. On behalf of Ted and, nice and Brady, two idiots beside me. I'm Ryan. This is the PP1 Podcast. Peace the frick out. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Hey guys, it's Dean Blundell here. Check out my show Monday through Friday at DeanBlundell.com. We stream live daily at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I'm joined by Lachlan Crost and a collection of guests to discuss tough topics mainstream media doesn't want to touch. And if you can't join us live, just download the podcast on your time. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com.